from the co-creator of the horror classic Night of the Living Dead comes a seasonal tale of terror, madness, and murder that will chill you to the bone. This 10th anniversary release of Santa Claus features the original cast members of Night of the Living Dead, John Russo, Carl Hardman, Marilyn Eastman, and Bill Heinzman. Sexy B-movie scream queen Raven Quinn won't be having the happiest of holidays this year. Her marriage is falling apart, and Wayne, a quiet next-door neighbor, has developed a macabre obsession for her. As Wayne's delusional fantasies grow more dangerous and bizarre, he transforms into the most frightening serial killer ever to stalk the streets on a cold winter's night. Santa Claus! Mercilessly butchering anyone who stands between him and the object of his psychotic desire, the red-suited maniac tracks Raven down to the set of her latest erotic horror movie. Here, the grim madness of reality collides head-on with the cinematic fantasy in a blood frenzy of psychopathic mayhem, leading up to a shocking confrontation between Raven and this unstoppable monster that will have you shivering with fear. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie Bros. Here we review B-movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So we are once again broadcasting from, uh, from Paul's apartment in association with the River's Edge Network. So uh, let's just get right into it. Uh, as you heard, the back of the box, that was the description for the 1996 slasher movie, Santa Claus. Let's just jump right into it. Technical difficulties. What are our top and bottom three about this movie? You know what? There's so much bad in this movie. Let's just, let's just get the bad out of the way. Let's see, see what was so bad. What was terrible, Paul? For number three, I'm going to go with this movie was so slow-paced. There was just so many scenes of nothing happening, and just the scenes where anything was going on, they just dragged on. Like, there were scenes of um, Wayne, the killer of the movie, just talking to, I don't know, this... Shrine. Yeah, this shrine he had to this uh, woman named Raven. And it just went on so long. It's like, all right, we get it. He's insane. Like, even the naked dancing scenes just went on way too long. And I never thought I'd say that before, but it's like, oh my god, get on with it. Do something in this fucking movie already. For number two, I'm going to have to go with the quality of this movie was so low. I knew it was going to be, but the sound, the camera quality, the acting... Like, I expected this to be low budget, and I'm fine with that. I'm okay with things being really cheap, as long as the movie's entertaining. When the movie's not that entertaining, that stuff really annoys you, so I had to put that in for number two. For number one, the name Santa Claus is a pretty good name for a slasher movie, one that takes place on Christmas involving Santa or someone dressed as Santa. This movie ruined that by not really having anything to do with Santa Claus at all. In fact, the killer only killed anyone dressed as Santa once, and the movie was 50 minutes into it. Mind you, it's a 75-minute movie. For a movie called Santa Claus, there was a lack of Santa and really a lack of Claus. And really, there was, there was no reason for this movie to be a Christmas-themed movie. Not at all. Other like, than the fact that at one point, Wayne the killer gives Raven's kids Christmas presents. That's it. That's the only Christmas-themed thing about this movie. So, yeah, it's my turn. So, uh, number three. They kept cutting away from the strip sequences to show pointless plotline material instead of the nudity. During this movie, they were filming another movie called Scream Queen's Naked Christmas, which is basically four strip tease sequences of the four Scream Queen actresses who were in this movie. Some of what is in this movie is actually what's in Scream Queen's Naked Christmas. 
And that's about all there is to that. They just kind of cut those scenes into the movie, didn't they? That movie was made after this movie. They more or less took the footage they didn't use from this movie and used it to make Scream Queens it's Naked actually, Christmas. It's actually mentioned Scream Queens uh, Naked Christmas at one point. They say, um, like, because uh, Raven's character said she was starring in that movie. So I guess they decided to make it a movie after all. I don't know if they ha that was their plan from the beginning. Or they're just like, wow, that sounds like a great idea. Let's Let's do it. Number two. Like you said, there wasn't a... Santa-themed death, and they really aren't Santa-themed deaths, it's just a guy in a Santa suit, until very late in the movie. For the majority of the movie, when Wayne is the killer, he is, quote-unquote, the Hooded Claw, and not Santa Claus. The killer is supposed to be Santa Claus, not the fucking Hooded Claw. What kind of fucking pussy name is that? The Hooded Claw. You know, fuck, bring Dr. Claw into this shit. He'll fucking scheme and explode and fucking take over the world on your ass, fucking hooded claw bastard. If I get worked up that much over number two of what's bad about this movie. I can't wait to hear what number one uh, is. Number one, why? Why is there dialogue in this movie? It, it's so terrible. It doesn't advance the plot line. It's just there to take up time. There is no reason for dialogue to be in this movie. Show me tits. Show me people getting murdered. Cut this movie down from 75 minutes to fucking 15 minutes. That's all I need. Tits, murder. Tits, murder. Perfect movie. Bam. That, that's the bottom three of this for me. I mean, I just, I could get worked up and up and up more and more about this, but I'm, I'm just not going to. Let's get in. What's good about this movie? What can we say are the best three things about this movie? For number three, I'm going to have to go with, the movie did not take itself too seriously. Or seriously at all. <laughs> It just kind of happened. And even in the description, it's like, don't expect anything. Lower your expectations. So I'm glad for the warning. I'm glad that they, like, didn't try. And it's very, very obvious. Remember, too, I'm going to have to go with the fact that Bill Heinzman was the cinematographer of this movie. And he actually made some cameos in it. That was kind of awesome. It was just kind of cool seeing him in it. That added a little something to it. And for number one, I, I knocked the cheap and low budget kind of stuff. There's always a charm in seeing really cheap movies, and that was kind of fun. The audio was absolutely terrible. God awful. Oh my god, but there is a charm to low-budget films, and as the B-movie bros, we can kind of respect that. All right, That's Corey? Paul's opinion, but here's mine. Uh, the top three things here. Uh, number three, during the filming of Santa Claus, they were filming a nudie film called Scream Queen's Christmas, and you got to see some of the scenes of that movie. In this movie. Number two, the strange obsession that Wayne has with Raven. I think it's quite comical, actually. They'll just show him flipping out and screaming at this sex doll of Raven. And I'm like, okay, dude, seriously, that doll is meant for you to fuck, okay? If you fuck it, you'll relieve a lot of that stress that you have right now, buddy. So why don't you just go off screen and do that, and we'll come back, we'll come back in a, in a couple minutes... And everything will be alright. But no, he just he just screams at it. Raven, you don't understand. You need to love me because I love you. And your husband's terrible. And I'm your fan. And blah, 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 blah. Dude, just, just go fuck the sex doll and come back. I like his scenes just because he was such a bad actor, I couldn't help but laugh. And it's funny because there's there's only two scenes where Wayne is actually wearing the Santa costume. And it seems like he's such a better actor when he's Santa as opposed to when he's not Santa. I'm not going to say he's a bad actor because I think he 
just from seeing him as like the Santa killer, I thought he did a pretty decent job. But as this awkward, like kind of autistic guy, I I, I wasn't really buying it. Am I allowed to get back to my top three now? Yeah, go okay, ahead. Okay, good. Like, Number one, to Corey. You know, the the best thing about this movie was the Debbie Rashawn strip tease sequence. You know, we had to wait sixty minutes to see her tits, but you know what? It was worth it. But alas, they kept fucking cutting into it with goddamn plot lines. But they kept coming back, and I, every time it came, I was like, "Yes, Drake." So uh, I do so have to say one quick thing on that was. The um during that scene they show Bill Hindman filming it and you know that was his favorite scene in the movie. Oh yeah, totally. Like he, he had this smile on his face that just would not go away, and I, I can't blame him. You just want to give him a high five like every time you see him in a scene like that. So yeah, those are the uh the top and bottom three of this movie from Paul and I. And you know what? At this point in the movie, we normally do something in the movie, fucking in the podcast, we normally do something like quote wars, but the dialogue in this movie is so terrible. We don't want to subject you to that. Yeah, there was nothing that was memorable or quotable. The way it was delivered wasn't good. The way it was written wasn't good. Nothing worked as far as dialogue goes. You've seen this movie and you actually have a quote from this movie that you like. You know, you can always tweet us at Bros. That's all one word with this quote. Find us on Facebook at B-Movie space B-R-O-S Bros. Uh, leave it on in the comment section here on SoundCloud. Anything else you really want to say about this movie before we get into something else here? Who directed this movie again? Um, um, John A. Russo, yeah. co-writer co and co-director of the original Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, there was a lot of um, Night of the Living Dead stuff. Like, there were posters everywhere. It was kind of cool. You had a lot of people, a, a couple Night of the Living Dead uh, alumni here. Uh, you had John Russo, Bill Hinesman, Carl Hardman, who played Harry Cooper, Marilyn Eastman, who played Helen Cooper, Paul McCulloch, who did the uh, compositions for the 1990 remake of Night of the Living Dead. Robert Michelucci, who appeared in Dawn of the Dead, did the special effects. So yeah, you actually had a lot of Night of the Living Dead and you know that family of people working on this movie together. And that's really what a big draw of this movie was. The people who worked on this movie, the people who were in this movie, um, Debbie Rashawn's tits. All viable reasons why you would think you should watch this movie. It's just the fact that this movie promised so much. Like, even the name Santa Claus sounds cool. It's like, it's a Christmas-themed slasher. And yet everything kind of fell short. Nothing about it was exceptional, and it was very disappointing. Especially since, like, I think all of the deaths were off-screen. Yeah, it's about all of them were. Except, except for, uh, for the final death. Yeah, which is really lame. Yeah, it, t it talked about this, like, climactic showdown between Raven and Wayne, and it really was, like, two seconds of her husband and Wayne fighting and then the end happening. And I don't want to tell you exactly what the end was. So let's give our final take on this movie and then we can be done with it for a while. Um, of course, we're going to give this a uh, score on our shot scale. Our shot scales are reverse scale, one to 10. One being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? Just a number score, Paul. What are you going to give this? I'm going to give this movie a seven out of 10. Wow, you are quite a generous bastard today. I'm going to give this movie an 8 out of 10. Why don't you uh, give us a justification for why you gave yours a 7 out of 10? This movie just wasn't all that much fun to watch. Very little happened, and each scene just kind of dragged on longer than it should have. Even the new dancing scenes just went on way too long. Titties! Yeah, it's like, getting bored of that was like, how do you accomplish it? I thought this was, this was a Christmas-themed slasher... 
and it just kind of failed at being both Christmas themed and a slasher. That was very disappointing. Overall, just not fun to watch. It was really hard to focus on this movie just because there just wasn't much going on in it. Not a great movie. Still, I think I'd watch it again, but only to have it on in the background during a Christmas party with other people that like B-movies. I think that's basically where it deserves to be. I gave this movie an 8 out of 10 to Paul's generous 7. This movie is just plain bad. It's got bad acting, bad dialogue, bad audio, bad quality all around. I, I really found myself trying to get distracted just so I wouldn't have to see or hear it. I guess the big draw to this movie are the names that are involved. You know, Debbie Rashawn, Bill Heinzman, John A. Russo. I really just want to finish this with a quote from my personal hero, Bill Heinzman, when Paul and I met him in 2007. Asked him if I should buy this movie off him. And he said, If you've seen every other movie in existence except this one, and are compelled to watch every movie ever, then watch it. Otherwise, pass it up. Now, he worked on this movie... And he was passing up $20 from me by telling he, me this. So that says a lot. He really was a man of, of age and wisdom. And I really wish, like, I could talk to him one more time. Let's give this movie an A movie companion. Because, you know, we know not everybody likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do. So we're going to compare this movie to an A-class movie. Telling you why this A-class movie is just a better made version of this B movie. So Paul, let's get into it. Um, for me, my A movie companion is the 2008 Kevin Smith film, Zack and Miri Make a Porno. What about you? I had the 1990 movie Misery, directed by Rob Reiner. Oh, I want to get into mine first because I would like to hear your comparisons to Misery because that's, that's a fun movie. Zack and Miri Make a Porno 2008 and Santa Claus 1996. Um, both movies were released in the month of October. Both movies were filmed in the Pittsburgh area. Both movies have movies taking in place inside of their movies. Both movies feature nudity in one sense or the other. The primary attractors for both of these movies are actually the cast and crew. And uh, on IMDb, both movies are viewed as below average or worse. And of course, because I said, you know, both movies had a movie inside the movie... The movies being made inside of the movies were smut films. And uh, that's really all I have on the matter. So let's hear about Misery. I like Misery. Both movies are about someone working in some sort of like trashy form of media. In the movie Misery, uh, Paul Sheldon was famous for writing this trashy romance um, series called the Misery series. And in Santa Claus... Raven was known for basically stripping in low-budget, softcore porn movies. Both Paul Sheldon and Raven wanted to be taken more seriously. Paul Sheldon wanted to start writing uh, more serious, like, respectable books. And Raven kind of talked about um, being in more serious movies, like movies where she'd probably keep her clothes on. Both main characters, Paul Sheldon and Raven, have somebody who's obsessed with the work they've done to a really unhealthy level. Paul Sheldon is held hostage by a woman who's obsessed with his Misery series and becomes just absolutely insane when he ends the series and kills off the main character. And Raven's neighbor, Wayne, was just obsessed with her, obsessed with her movies. Like, she would just talk to this sex doll designed after her. Both stalkers basically became completely batshit crazy as the movie progressed. Like, Wayne, like... He went from just talking to the sex doll to murdering people, dressed as Santa for no reason. In Misery, Paul's 
stalker. She's all nice at the beginning, like, helping him after he's in a crash. But after he, she finds out in the last book of the Misery series, he kills off the main character. She basically imprisons him at her house. She breaks his feet. She basically forces him to write another novel in that series. The progression of, of insanity and, like, depravities is just amazing. So, yeah, basically, Misery, an A-movie version of Santa Claus. And Zack and Mary make a porno, another A-movie version of Santa Claus. I think it's time to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, bum, bum. So this is where Paul and I are going to give you some drinking games to help you get through this movie. Because you know what? You really need it. Um, from me. Number one, every time there's a video or photo shoot, finish your drink. That's right, you heard me. Finish your drink. Number two, whenever somebody dies, take a drink. Number three, anytime someone's hot cocoa is drugged, take a drink. It happens more than you think. Number four, anytime Wayne psychotically talks to Raven and it's not actually Raven, take a drink. And, of course, number five, because it's Christmas month, anytime, quote-unquote, Santa makes an appearance, take a drink. It could be the real Santa, a fake Santa, a murderous Santa, you know, any kind of Santa makes an appearance, take a drink. Every time Wayne is a creep, like, if he's just being really awkward or, like, saying stuff like this is out of place and, like, or just in his car, like, making weird faces, take a drink. Every time Eric is shown cheating on Raven, take a drink. Every time Bill Bill Heinzman makes an appearance, take a drink. And every time Raven talks about fixing her marriage, take a drink. And in case you don't have any alcohol, just fast forward to some of the strip shots. Fast forward to 60 minutes into the movie where Debbie Rashawn finished, starts to strip. Exactly. Is there anything else you would like to uh, talk about on this film before we move on and uh, and finish this up here? I think we've said everything we can about this movie. It was cheap. It was not very fun, but <laughs> a lot more than we needed to. If you want to join us next week as we continue Christmas month, we'll be out uh, watching Santa Claus versus the Zombies. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BMovie Bros. That's all one word, or like us on Facebook at. Facebook at B-Movie, space B-R-O-S, that's B-Movie Bros. I've got my personal Twitter handle at, at B-Movie Paul. Until we meet again, be brave, be alive, be back next week.